Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to it, 608 KCO Day radio program. Three big hours here on your Tuesday of just analyzing this Johnny Rotten story. Kyle Wilson, are you excited? You didn't know this was the direction we were going to go. Yeah, I, I, well, I knew we were going to go this direction. I didn't know we were going to start out here. We're going to start and finish and uh, just do the whole show. Look, I obviously, there was a big stack of stories that you pulled. I'm sure you were very excited to get all those links last night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I could talk about the uh, multiple ways in which governors all across the United States are uh, cracking down on uh, you celebrating uh, Thanksgiving, but that's just depressing, right? So uh, Johnny Rotten story, not depressing because it didn't happen to you, Uh, therefore, and I have never heard the euphemism rescuing wildlife uh, used to describe... uh, Something specific having to do with um, this story. So, uh, no, uh, we're not going to spend the whole time. But uh, basically, Johnny Rotten, Sex Pistol singer. Uh, this is the uh, this is an actual headline that ran in multiple news outlets because it's news. Apparently, Johnny Rotten suffers flea bite to his. <clears throat> Did you change the headline, or was that the one on the story that I sent? I didn't touch anything. Oh, well, that's very clever. Johnny Rotten suffers flea bite to his sex pistol following squirrel rescue. <laughs> so, for those of you, we've talked on this show about how I don't like the term rescue anyway when it refers to animals. They're like, oh, he's a rescue dog. That's a rescue cat. I mean, I get what you're driving at, but unless there were zip lines, you coming out of the ceiling overcoming a laser force field, the building was on fire, any of the above, yeah, you didn't really rescue it. I know. Get mad. Send your emails. In this case, apparently, he was rescuing squirrels on his property, and he lives outside of L.A., and he got a flea. And I don't understand how that works. Is it like COVID where he touched the squirrel and then adjusted? You know what I'm saying? We're like, don't touch your face and then touch your food and, and all you know all of that that we've been treated to uh, in this 2020 learning experience. I don't know. But I do know that somebody thought it was newsworthy enough for it to go viral yesterday. 
And so, of course, uh, we're going to share it with you because we are helpful like that. Um, here, Well, here's the description. Um, the injury accompanied several others on his body after the musician harbored a group of squirrels in his home in L.A. Still, the rocker said, quote, he's not going to blame the squirrels. Do we know if the flea's okay? I would assume that you're probably going to want to have that flea in some sort of quarantine. So you can, uh, you, can, you can make sure because of all the targets for that poor flea to sink upon. Quote, I looked down this morning and there's a, squ- there's a, fl- a flea bite. I can't read that. Can't read that. Probably shouldn't read that. So anyway, that's what's newsworthy, apparently. I don't make the news. I simply report upon it. So there you go. I know you all have a lot of questions as well. Now, on to what the governors want to do. And we'll start right here in the great state of North Carolina, as we told you on the show yesterday. Uh, Governor Cooper was going to be doing an afternoon press conference, and he did. And... In addition to going through and individually shaming various areas and talking about how local leaders need to take the reins and clamp down, uh, he did actually flex a little bit of uh, executive prowess. Uh, Namely, he's tightening the mask mandate. All right, help me out here because I'm not fully, I'm not, I guess I'm not fully understanding this. So the mass mandate and his tightening of it, the way I read it, how does that not pertain to restaurant dining? Because, like, the, the rules, if you will, and by the way, don't call and go, there's no rules, I don't follow the rules. I'm just talking about what the governor expects the rules to be. So the rules, as I understand it right now, is if you're inside... And you're around people that don't live in your household. You're supposed to wear a mask, right? That's if you can't. That's that's it. If you're outside and you're able to social distance, then you don't need to be wearing a mask. However, exceptions are if you're in a restaurant, you could be sitting at a table. They don't need to be members of your household. And as soon as you sit in that seat, a magical force field appears. And that at that point, you're able to take your mask off. But if you have to get up to use the restroom, or if you're coming or going in the restaurant, regardless of your proximity to the door, at which point you leave your seat, the magical force field disappears. And then you need to have a mask on for you to transition to the restroom or in or out of the entryway. That's as I understand it. What is exactly he asking us to do additional to that? Well, let's see here. Let's go to the RAL explanation of this. Uh, First off, uh, everyone's in danger. Danger, danger. Um, There was not a lot of discussion about the mortality rate dipping 80%, but since uh, peak. Um, But uh, obviously he felt, uh, and I would point out that during his last press conference, he said he wasn't going to adjust anything for four weeks because that's the reporting cycle on this county-by-county breakdown. 
And he said he was so alarmed by the uh, most recent numbers that they just couldn't wait three more weeks. So this is where we find ourselves uh, with the uh, with the governor here. All right, let's go ahead and get into this insanity because uh, Kyle got really bored and pulled the audio. And I know you all want to hear from the governor. Um, let's see here. All right, well, let, let's just start diving through this, shall we? Mass, distance, small gatherings, all of these are critical during the holidays and cold months ahead. The order extends these protections through December the 11th. Now, it, now the mass mandate, as I understood, was in perpetuity anyway. Is that not, or was it set to expire here uh, on this week? I thought it was. I thought it was going through December 4th. Yeah, but the, honestly, Casey, there have been so many dates and so many extensions. Well, here's I'm not sure. here's the here's the challenge. The governor came out and he says he did something different, and I'll I'll he'll lay it out in his own words. And the problem is, is that if you want to do something and it is different from what you're doing, I don't feel that there was a very good job done explaining it to people. And so people are people are going to have multiple reactions. The ones who don't care are just going to they're you know they're flipping off the TV while he's talking. The ones who do care, but also are you know uh, we'll call them middle of the roaders. They're not the ones that run around. I, I consider myself a middle-of-the-roader in this sense. If I'm in a business and they want me to wear a mask, then I can decide whether I want to be in that business or not. If I'm around people, right, and they're wearing a mask, I'll give you an example. We have some people here in the building that wear their masks religiously when they're in the building. And yesterday I had to go and I had to take a short car ride with one of them. And he is very adamant about wearing his mask. That's cool. I Basically, we had to drop one station vehicle off. I had to retrieve and bring it back to the station. Uh, th- because apparently we only have two people in the building right now. <laughs> and and so I know, I know that he's very adamant about it. So when I retrieved him, even though we're sitting in a vehicle together, I was wearing my mask for the, for the short hop back to the radio station. Because I knew that that was his thing, and I, I can respect that. However, in the same boat, when he sees me running around the building not wearing a mask, he'll keep a distance from me, but he never looks at me and says, okay, uh, if you don't put on a mask, I'm calling the boss. Okay, that's what I call middle-of-the-roaders. Would you consider yourself a middle-of-the-roader? Absolutely, right Right? there with you. Right, you're just, you know, you're trying to get by, you're doing your thing, but I'm not going to sit here in an airtight, uh, soundproof radio studio wearing a mask. You can kiss it. So... (laughs) So you, you, you make those adjustments so people want to understand what others may be expecting of them. And then there's, if the mask slips a centimeter off center of my face, we're all going to die. And if I see you not wearing a mask and I'm 100 yards away, I will come three feet from you to whine in your face about it. Or I will call the tip line, the reporting line. Right, the the Karen line, as we dubbed it here on the show, when the governor essentially said that's what he wants. If you see somebody without a mask, call the manager. Right, so he, he invoked Karen protocol uh, here about a month ago. So I just look, I just want people to understand it. So continue on, Gov. Today's order builds on our action to limit gatherings to ten people indoors, our indoor bar closures, 
our occupancy restrictions for retail stores, restaurants, and other public businesses, along with our mask mandate. Now, he goes into a little more depth on the retail stores. Essentially, he was demanding that there be somebody at the entrance to uh, businesses. Okay, well, if you're Walmart and you got a greeter or at the grocery store, I've noticed most grocery stores have somebody up there, but they're also more to, to assure you that the cart they're handing you is clean, right? They want he wants ma- he wants businesses to staff mask police. Okay, well if I'm a Lowe's Foods, I'm a Publix, I'm a Harris Teeter, I'm a Walmart, I'm a Target, you might have the staffing to do that. But most businesses don't. They don't have the staffing to have somebody who is 100% fixed to the door who's going to mask police people. And asking them to do that is yet another financial burden on their ability to stay in business. Everyone needs to wear a mask whenever you are with someone you don't live with. That means wearing a mask when you're at home, when you're with friends or family visiting. And it means a mask at work, at the gym, at the store, at school. This order also strengthens the role of businesses in ensuring masks are worn by everyone in the store. What a nice way to say that to deputizing small business or business in general. That strengthens their role. No, it makes them the police for your edict. So, and and again, shocker, nobody dove into the question about, well, wait a second, what do we do, are, are, how are you going to enforce it outside of just asking businesses to do it? Are you going to, if, if my neighbor sees that there's 15 cars in my driveway on Thursday, and they call the police, what's going to happen? And I think you need to be on the record telling us one way or the other if that is, in fact, what you're proposing, because people have a visceral reaction to that. Some have an elated reaction to that, but they have a reaction either way. And again, we're beating around the bush without clarification from the handful of media that do get to, I don't know, actually ask a question. This Thanksgiving week, our state and the country are reporting record high case numbers and hospitalizations. I have a stark warning for North Carolinians today. We are in danger. This is a pivotal moment in our fight against the coronavirus. Our actions now will determine the fate of many. So, yes, a very, very dramatic, uh, dramatic delivery there. All right. So um, does that change anybody's Thanksgiving plans? That's my question. 888-934-7874. The uh, phone number. We will get into this and much more coming up. Smarter and celebrating 10 years of keeping you better informed. 1061 FM Talk and News Talk 94.5 WPTI. More with KC starts now. All right, 627 KCO Day radio program. Uh, let's get some phone calls. Yeah, we got tons to get through today. Janet, you're up first. Go ahead. Hey, so I got a couple comments, actually. The first one is, you know, those neck fanatics, those um, mask fanatics wearing those neck gaiters, standing there telling me I need to put on... Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. On a mask, when they're spreading germs at twice the rate I am, with no mask, you gotta stop. <laughs> you really gotta stop. Second off, Cooper did change my Thanksgiving plans. I'm going to ride around and fill my empty trailer full of homeless people. We're going to burn all the masks at the door when we get back to my house for Thanksgiving. You're putting a homeless caravan on? Yep. How many can you fit back there, do you figure? Well, I mean, it's a 53-foot trailer, so... Oh, yeah, that's a lot. of. Plus, if you stack them like cordwood, that's extra hobos, so... Right. Yeah, and and they stay warm, so... Okay, all right, well, good luck. Make sure you send us a pic, okay? Sure. All right. Because they'll pull you over and be like, you're tubing trafficking. You'll be like, no, it's a holiday. <laughs> anyway. Uh, real quick, Mike. Hey, JC. Good morning. Morning. Yeah, this, you were mentioning having a greeter, mask cop at the front door of the business. That's, yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's Walmart or a mom and pop. That's involuntary servitude. That's just unconstitutional as hell. Well, if a business wants to I tell you you got to do that, um, yeah, and I hate that the governor's forcing their hand. I think the big plug here, Mike, is he's expecting you to do that at the house with, uh, you know, a family that doesn't live there. And I don't know that people are going to be signing up for that. That's the big change he's asking. You're going to gather and you're inside. Mask up, people. Now at containers, the number four less.com. Over the weekend, eight Democrat mayors from cities in Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, and Kentucky wrote a joint op-ed that appeared in the Washington Post. These gang of eight mayors claim we need a Marshall Plan for Middle America. For those of you who went to public school, let me explain. After World War II, American taxpayers spent $13 billion to rebuild Europe under the direction of General George Marshall, who got all kinds of accolades for being able to figure out how to spend $13 billion. So that's some sort of unique achievement. So today, we got eight Democrat mayors wanting a Marshall Plan for their cities. It boils down to what it always boils down to, money, your money, bailing them out. They want $60 billion a year for the next 10 years to spend on their wish list. Some of the money would go toward their environmentalist wacko agenda. Some of it would seed regional investment, which means that cronies of these mayors would get very rich. Well, forget this. We've seen what works. Millions of new jobs and opportunities that resulted from lower taxes and fewer regulations on businesses and individuals. That produced record unemployment across the board with jobs returning to our shores. Last thing we need yet another big government welfare plan for Democrat cities. That scheme fails every time it's tried. I'm tired of paying for it. You should be too. Hey. 
Hey, how would you like a free 22-carat American Gold Eagle coin? Yes, you heard that right. A free 1-10th-ounce 22-carat American Gold Eagle coin in a special presentation box. There's a catch, of course. You have to take out a qualifying precious metals IRA or 401k rollover with Noble Gold. But if you've been thinking about keeping your savings and investments safe because you don't know what'll happen with the election, well, now's the time. Noble Gold has helped thousands of investors keep their retirement funds safe and sound. And they're the perfect match if you just want to talk about your options with no hard sell. There's a reason gold has been used for thousands of years. It works. When the going gets tough, the gold gets going. So go to noblegoldinvestments.com and get this special coin offer. But don't wait. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Again, that's noblegoldinvestments.com. Rush is back today at noon. More of KCO Day and Carolina's Morning News right now on 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle and 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. All right, so let's go ahead and head around the country and look at just a handful of the uh, rather interesting new requirements uh, governors unveiled yesterday. All at the same time. Strange. So, uh, Pennsylvania has banned the sale of alcohol at bars and restaurants ahead of Thanksgiving. So, um, now Pennsylvania's got a, a state-controlled liquor system, too, right? I believe they have ABC stores. I'm not 100% sure. Kyle, will you check that, please? And, and because, well, that's, that's important. Even though, uh, you know, the bars and restaurants may have to acquire their liquor from the state, ultimately... That what they've done is they've eliminated the ability for anybody but a state-owned store to sell it. If they are still, in fact, under the ABC system, which it's been a while since I've been to PA, so I don't know if they've changed any things. Uh, the governor in Oregon, Kate Brown, has asked citizens to snitch on lockdown violators. Now, technically, Brown did hers on Friday, so um, there's that. She says, quote, this is no different than what happens if there's a party down the street and it's keeping everyone awake. It's just the same as loud music. What do you do? You call law enforcement when it's too noisy. It's just like that. It's like a violation of a noise ordinance. I don't know about that. So do we determine whether PA has state run? Uh, yeah, they are just like us. They're an alcoholic beverage control straight, uh, state. Spirits only sold in fine wine and good spirits stores. Well, there you go. See? They have a better name than our uh, ABC stores. What is it called there? Fine wine and good spirits. That's literally the name? That's the state-owned system. That would keep things unconfusing. You ever go down to Florida and you're driving around and, they, and ABC uh, liquor is... Like a big chain of liquor stores down there? Is it really? Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay. I know what that is. I'm pull in there. Um, yeah. So uh, so in uh, Oregon, they want you to call it in just like a noise complaint. So they are willing to kick doors there. And that's why I think it's important that people literally ask our governor. Because, again, there's a big difference between going in. I, I recognize that he's deputizing and forcing these businesses under cover of their licensing. That being said, there are some businesses that would do that regardless. And that's a scenario where, unfortunately, you're kind of third man in line. When they're talking about your home and if, and you have to mask when you are hosting people in your home who do not live in your home, 
I don't know constitutionally how that plays out, how that works. You know, there's been some pretty big cases about the government's ability to control what you do in your own home. Big, big, big ones. Most of which I would point out here in recent memory are of a progressive nature. Remember Texas? So in Texas, they had a big case where uh, two dudes were getting it on in a home. You know, they're doing their thing. They're in the house, but it's known to the neighbor. I can't remember how they knew. And and they arrested them. They arrested them for what was in there. And, and it, it led to a series of uh, court challenges all the way up to the Supreme Court. where they said, basically, you can't do that. Sorry. And so I'm sorry, uh, because the argument was a health argument that they were making. And that this is the law, and the law, the sodomy laws there in Texas were based on uh, health concerns. Regardless of what you think the motivation was, that was the argument. So I don't know. I would feel like this, I'm not a lawyer, but I would feel like this would have some similarities there. I think what's most striking is if you just look back at 2020, I saw this article, and it it's pretty true, actually. Seven things. Scroll to the top here. Seven things that used to be, quote, crazy conspiracy theories until 2020. It's pretty spot on. All right. So um, the like the ability of the government to basically tell you from a business standpoint whether you can operate or not. And, and how people may receive universal basic income. That was a conspiracy theory. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, in the U.S., right, I, I recognize that there are places in the world where this is the norm, but they're kind of talking about the U.S. When you, knew, when you can no longer work for your own good, you know, and that's the people who would always look at all the licensing restrictions, especially occupational licensing for things like, you know, people do electrolysis and stuff. And how that was sometimes a tool of larger entities within a particular field, but it was still government. And that made people uneasy. The idea that they could just come in and and everybody shuts down. Absolutely. Number two, travel papers. I know what you're saying. You're saying, KC, come on, man. I need travel papers. Yeah, you did. Remember? I know. Kyle got uh, uh, a letter. I had a letter. Ross had a letter. Our company made us these uh, little travel cards. Um, ID cards, and a lot of you who were quote-unquote essential workers, you had a letter too, and that allowed you to freely move about in in, uh, in the ways in which people who were not essential weren't supposed to, right? They were supposed to essentially run into the grocery store in a, in a beekeeper suit and then run back home, whereas we got to go to work, yay us. I'm just disappointed that the one time that you know this conspiracy becomes a reality, uh, nobody asked to see my papers. No, I never got asked to see them, but here's where you may. And that is, uh, there's, and Qantas Airlines announced yesterday that they're going to require paperwork going forward of a vaccine. Do you think other airlines aren't going to get in on that? Or do you think that governments that are tied in with airlines in many instances aren't going to get in on that? What if we just took all that information and we put it on like an electronic chip and we just implanted I'm getting that. to that. I'm getting to that. Actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I had something there. Yeah, no, it's it's coming up on the list. Uh, mandatory GPS tracking of humans. Absolutely. 
you have you have essentially what AT or excuse me Apple and Google developed. Your phone app has it, and in some instances, it's already being used forcefully. There are people who um, will get a message saying that they're outside of a zone because they are essentially uh, they're they're tracking their quarantine. And you saw several people that left their homes. Now, here's the deal: if you're sick and you know you have COVID. And you're like, ah, screw it. I'm going to the I'm going to the club anyway. Well, screw you. Okay, right. This is this is where just being a decent human takes over. That being said, that being said, there we're talking about people that are that next rung, someone who may have been in proximity of somebody, and so through the through the spot tracing that they're doing, finds themselves essentially in a no go zone, which is then utilized by app or local authorities. Remember. One of these cases involved a woman who essentially was in proximity to somebody at work but had no symptoms. And, you know, it was a couple. I and mean, where was it? It was Tennessee or Kentucky. I remember we covered this story. And they used, the, they used guys with guns, the power of law enforcement, to essentially tell them they're going to stay in their house. They parked a sheriff's vehicle out in front of their house. Cashless societies. How many uh, times did you go to a store here during all of this where if you they said you had to pay with a card or you had to have exact change? And in some cases, they wouldn't take cash. There were businesses that wouldn't take it because they felt the cash was a uh, transferable item. So you were stuck using a credit card. I'm somebody who doesn't like to use a card. I go and I pull a certain amount of cash out, and I like to pay for things in cash. Call me weird. I find it's a wonderful way to not overspend, too. Because every time you open, the, you know, you pull that money out of your pocket to pay for something, you get a little vision of what's left there, and you go, oh, I should probably slow my roll this week. Kyle's favorite, number five, microchips. There we go. Yeah. Now, remember, they don't market the microchips as a way to track, trace, and control populations. Instead, they're marketing it as a way to track and, def- and detect COVID. And is part of a discussion out there as to uh, health papers or health passes, which is something that is kind of like what Qantas is talking about with the vaccines, but in reality is more than that, right? And situations where if you don't have a vaccine, then you have to have an antibody test, and if you don't have either, there's certain things you won't be able to do. And they say, well, you know, you're not, you don't have a right to get on an airplane. Well, do you? Let's talk about let's talk about uh, airlines and the fact that airlines, rather than being the pure form of capitalism, are highly subsidized and are bailed out on fr- in frequent ways. So as soon as you start coming to the kitty for more money from me, and you start coming to the kitty for uh, more money from um, you know the federal government, yeah, yeah, I kind of I kind of feel like I should have an opinion on this. That's just me. Number six, and this is a question that we talked about: mandatory vaccines. What are they going to do? I mean, initially, they're going to roll it out, and they're going to hope that they hit the, I think it's 70% of the people. That's their happy number, their lowest end happy number. But what if, through all the fear-mongering we've seen, where the states of California and New York's governors and uh, Cal Cunningham during a debate and other politicians in an effort to demonize Donald Trump, uh, coupled with people who are normally, who are normally, uh, leery of vaccines anyway, especially vaccines that were developed, just developed, right? And you don't even know whether it's going to turn you into a superhero or uh, the something uh, far more sinister. Um, 
what if it doesn't hit 70%? Well, at that point, that's when they're going to have to make the decision. All right, so maybe we uh, we make this mandatory. And the thing that people fall back on is they go, well, we have vaccination requirements for public schools, so we can legally do it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. You want to go down that legal path? We'll probably go down that legal path. Now, number seven is a little bit of a stretch, but I keep seeing people tweet about it, so why not? Re-education camps. Now, are they full-on camps? Probably not. Are they a requirement where people are essentially forced into a way of thinking so that they can receive credit for courses in a collegiate environment? Well, I would argue that already happens. And I think that as you, as you, uh, as you get down into it, into high schools or these people who have this dream of this whole, quote-unquote, great reset, you're seeing it obviously in social media as well. So does it come in uh, does it come in as a clap of thunder or does it slowly build up? And the answer is it slowly builds up and you're watching it already. Crazy conspiracies, I know. But uh, all things that we've literally had to converse about on the, from a serious standpoint in 2020 where normally Ross and I would make alien jokes about it. So here we are. Speaking of aliens, um, that monolith making anyone nervous? little bit i mean obviously some jerk artist put it there but or or maybe uh evil society of aliens we don't fully understand if you don't know what i'm talking about hang on we'll get to all of it on the kco day radio program celebrating 10 years of keeping you connected this is 94.5 wpti in the triad and 1061 fm talk in the triangle All right, 656, KCO Day radio program. You know what? A real, it's a real shame I don't have Ross here today to update us on uh, any football news that may have transpired. Kyle, are you able to get football scores with your login? Do you know? Uh, probably. You know, there's a one of the games I'm, I'm wondering about the Texans game. If you could see how that panned out. Kyle Wilson uh, in for Ross today, who uh, is very busy and normally would update us on this stuff. Yeah, I'm just, for whatever, I just spit, I just threw it out, rolled the dice, and I'm like, ah, Texans. We'll see what happened with the Texans. So Kyle's going to, Kyle's going to check that out for everybody. Very important stuff. <sighs> anyway, um, so uh, we apparently have the monolith. Which is not at all terrifying, especially if, I don't know, you're familiar with Stanley uh, Stanley Kubrick films. Uh, Wildlife officials in Utah say they were uh, counting sheep uh, and not those, not the sleepy sheep, but the bighorn sheep. Anyway, so they're out counting them from a helicopter when they discovered a shiny metal monolith in a remote area, which obviously somebody thinks they're very clever put there. 
And, by the way, it doesn't sound like they're taking very seriously uh, in the uh, video. Okay, the intrepid explorers go down to investigate the uh, alien life form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should see this documentary, sir. You wouldn't laugh at it. All right, so uh, why not? Why not find the monolith here on Earth? So then we have to find the one that corresponds with the moon and Mars and everything else. But uh, I seem to remember this not ending well in uh, Space Odyssey. The monolith uh, is uh, was just, uh, appears to be firmly planted in the soil and not dropped from above. On Instagram, Utah's Highway Patrol shared a picture of the bizarre finding with a caption reading, Counting Bighorn Sheep with the DWR. During the counts, we came across this in the middle of nowhere, buried deep in the rock. Inquiring minds want to know what the heck is it. Perfect. By the way, did you were you able to get that Texan score? Well, you know they they did beat the Patriots. Oh, real? Oh, I didn't know who they beat. Yeah. So bad or how? I mean, well, by seven. Okay. All right. See, it's not as bad as some were thinking it was going to be. Just you know, just like throw out random scores in the show and uh, random end of the world uh, monolith discoveries. So uh, yay on both of those. Good morning. It is the KCO Day radio program. So what's more obnoxious than finding out that Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, is going to be literally given an Emmy Award in recognition of his COVID-19 management practices? What's more annoying than that? Oh, I don't know. The celebrity kiss-ass video that accompanied it? The governor of our state, Andrew Cuomo. Congratulations, Andrew, on your much-deserved Founders Award. Governor Andrew Cuomo, you are the man. What? I was trying to think of something that I could say to you that would uh, be funny, and so I called the Chris, who could not understand why you were getting an Emmy since he's the one on television. In the darkest stage of the pandemic, your daily briefings live from New York gave us hope, gave us clarity, gave us the truth, gave us something that we... By the way, you're only 25% of the way through this, so if you're already beating your head against concrete, it's going to get worse. We're not getting from Washington. Leadership. In the midst of this storm, Andrew Cuomo became the nation's governor. People across the country tuned into his press conferences every day. Daily, I was watching his press conferences, informing us, telling us what to do. And uh, he also said that, uh, you know, now that you're the love gov, uh, you've kind of transcended politics and now you're just part of really more you know you're more of like a national sex symbol he says you'll probably get more dates than votes that halfway through don't take your own life that's him saying that not me you did your thing during covid new york was suffering we were epicenter we were all in a crisis in a panic and every single day you came on the airways and you offered your strength your leadership and your direction and your caring and your heart and you killed literally all the old people first 
and won't even disclose the numbers, which some say could be as high as 40,000. You are the epitome of New York. These are things your brother says about you. I look up to you still. And you set the example for the rest of the nation, the rest of the world, how to be a leader during a time of crisis. Thank you for your leadership during these trying times. We are New York tough, smart, disciplined, united, and loving. Thank you, Governor. Stay safe, and please wear a mask. I want to say congratulations again, and uh, anything that you didn't like that I said was your brother Chris's idea. Congratulations. Much love. Brooklyn loves you. Andrew Cuomo! Mwah. Did the celebrities not get the message that them combining uh, for these videos... What was the song? Do you remember when they put out a song at the beginning of all this? And it, it, they, Didn't they do Imagine? It was. They did Imagine, right. And it was, you know, and they're all sitting there in their giant houses. This was during that period of time with those travel documents we talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, And, um, yeah, decided they were going to go and they were going to sing Imagine to everybody, and it backfired hugely. <laughs> I remember that. And now they're like, let's make a montage about our love of Andrew Cuomo, where you have so many New Yorkers that are sitting there going, the hell are you talking about but it doesn't matter because once you're in the cool kids club and once you're in that little circle and your politics aligns you can literally do no wrong and as i keep pointing out on the show there's yet another reason why nobody takes you seriously and de niro wasn't de niro talking about punching people the other day again mm-hmm. Here, here's my take when i when i looked at that video for the first time yesterday yeah is it real though like the deep fakes and stuff like that. That was my first thought. Was I don't know Rosie Perez and uh, you know she has a pretty distinct voice. Yeah, but you know they can fake all that now. Just saying. No, I feel like all those moon bats would get together for that. Because remember, it's the Emmys, the Emmys that's doing it. So obviously, you're dealing with you know the entertainment industry itself. So they're they would all have loving no, on each other. Yeah, they would have no problem with that. Just why they sit there and they have to have their obnoxious little. Uh, politicalization of all the shows because, of course, you're going to get a bunch of seals to clap for you when you say what is exactly on all of their minds. But, boy, does it make you feel good. All right, let me grab a quick call here. Yeah, uh, Mark, what's up? Hey, good morning. Yeah, I was just uh, on hold. That that was uh, the, the homage to Como. I almost, I almost regurgitated. Yeah, sorry about oh, that, God. sir. Yeah, it's very early. Yeah, it's not a problem. I got a roll of duct tape on the way to you to make sure your head don't explode. All right, I got two quick things. Number one, talking about deep fakes. Was that thing when Biden came out two months ago? Don't worry, we've got the most extensive election fraud uh, in place in the history of the United States. What in the world? And also, number two, I don't watch news very often. When I do, I try to tune into Newsmax. So I put on my PS4. Historically, for the past six, seven months, it's been one of the first apps up there. You can't find it even in a search now. So the fix is on, dude. I mean, this is getting crazy, Casey. Well, I, I don't understand what you're saying. So the Newsmax app is gone, and you think that PS Sony had it removed? I don't know what happened. All I'm just saying is, uh, you know, I'm a creature of habit. I hit the same buttons every morning to go to Newsmax. It's not there this morning. 
Yeah, I I don't I don't know, sir. I because I Newsmax would have covered if Newsmax was had to have their app removed. The problem with a lot of these well, companies. Well, I thought so, but I went to the app on my phone, and they're not saying anything about it. And then well, all that's what I mean. I, what I mean up, is Newsmax yeah. would be screaming bloody murder if they got taken out of the Sony store. Now, what may yeah. be the case is they simply they don't have a new build on their app yet for whatever the latest is, which unfortunately is kind of part and parcel of. Uh, some things, and because I understand, if you're Newsmax right now, they're redeveloping and expanding all their stuff because they have a lot of new people filtering there. And frankly, that's yeah. um, you know, PS4 has always been that kind of bastard child for getting apps because I'll have them yeah. for my Apple stuff, and it's all there. But then I have to wait for it to show up over on PS4. But I hear you, man. All right, sorry about the uh, the audio again. Well, well how about the Biden thing? He came right out and said we fixed the election. Was that deep fake or well, what do you I think don't I don't know the quote you're referring to, sir, specifically. So You're kidding. We t- we we covered okay, I'll it. I'll, I'll look it up. It I didn't hear. I just right, yeah, Kyle could show it to me. cuz I got a billion things banging around in my head, sir, so I think I know the one where people were forwarding and they say, here's Joe Biden admitting to uh, election fraud. And I, going way back, I seem to remember watching and going, I don't think that's what that is. All right. Kyle's, Kyle's exploring. So, I, I, frankly, I don't know. Why are we going down this road this many months later? Do we not have it in the system? Oh, we do. Okay. All right. All right, sir. Well, hang on. Uh, we will evaluate it. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Now, okay, all right, I remember this quote now. Do you think he means that he's put together a team to commit voter fraud, or do you think what he's referring to is when he says voter fraud, he's referring to a voter fraud, we're on the lookout team? And remember, it's Joe Biden talking. So, yeah, I'm sorry. That wasn't a particularly moving quote because of the, everything he was talking about around it. I took it the other way. But that's fine. All right. Yep. No, I remember the quote. Um, Burt's Bees. Oh, we're going to have to get into this story. Burt's Bees is apologizing. Uh, although, like uh, many other things where people are greatly, greatly offended, uh, it would probably be useful to have all the information. So when you heard, going back real quick, so that Joe Biden, I, I guess I took that as he meant an organization to watch out for voter fraud, or mostly to challenge anything that he didn't like. Or old man just talking and rambling. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're going to get Joe Biden just openly talking about that. And don't call him and be like, yeah, but he's, but he's, uh, you know, he's stupid. He's also reading off a freaking teleprompter. So... And it sounds like he left a word out. Play it again one more time. Oh, you can't? I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were playing out of Next Gen. That's my bad. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Yeah, and he even says organization. So, yeah, I didn't, t- I didn't take it to mean that. Look, I, I know you. Go, you know what? Just go ahead and send me your email. I don't care. Everyone is just. I, by the way, are you all sending hate mail to Rush Limbaugh too? Because yesterday he was critical of Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, really the job that the president's lawyers have done? And how they keep promising stuff and then never delivering on it? Oh, you didn't hear that, did you? I'm just curious because it's just, I've been getting days of this, and I'm wondering if he's canceled as well now. Canceling Limbaugh? I didn't think so. By the way, here's another tragedy real quick. We'll get into the Burt's Bees thing here in just a moment. So they've announced who the guest hosts, just the fill-in host for now, is going to be uh, for Alex Trebek following his death. And it's going to be Ken Jennings. And I don't know why, but I find that incredibly annoying. But uh, simultaneously, I'm glad that they didn't stick some moon bat in there. Because do you remember the? You remember who's been trying to get that gig, right? Even while Trebek was still alive, apparently sniffing around George Stephanopoulos. Thinks he should be the new host of Jeopardy. So I'll take Ken Jennings over George Stephanopoulos. Thank you very much. But I I don't know. Ken's a smart guy, obviously. He won the hell out of that, but is he, uh, he going to be a good host? Uh, you can let me know. All right, 888-934-7874. So what social justice crime did Burt's Bees, which, by the way, might be one of the most progressive corporate entities in America. They, like Ben and Jerry's, uh, are all over any moonback cause they can get their hands on. Well, now they're in trouble. We'll explain why next. See now with Beck at 9 and Rush at noon. This is 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. All right, 724. Good Tuesday morning. Yay, but you were mad at me. That's cool, yeah, because unlike other people, I'll sit here and have a conversation. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into that, and we'll get to the um, the Burt's Beast controversy, which is just the dumbest thing uh, coming up. Phil, yes, what can I do for you? Hey, Casey. Um, listen, first, I want to tell you how much I enjoy your show. I'm a truck driver. I haven't missed the show in years, and I listen to the one station. Oh, no, you're cutting out, sir. But uh, I just got to say, man, Rush explained himself when he made that comment yesterday about the lawyers. He explained himself thoroughly. Yes, um, I, I, I absolutely, by the way, here's the deal. I absolutely agree with you 100%, sir. 100%. And I, and, and I thought that we had a conversation on this show where I was very, very clear about how it's a disservice considering all of the promises within the administration, uh, including Bill Barr and John Durham and all the rest. It's a problem to have Rudy Giuliani out there making bold promises just deliver, right? So, And I think that Rush uh, yeah, uh, explained it in a nuanced way as well. I, the difference is, is people will still eat you alive because sometimes they only hear what they want to hear. But I agree with you, sir. So, uh, yes, what's your other point? Well... 
people are just getting crazy about anything. Oh, yeah, man. Says. And, uh, yep. The other point is, you know, when Donald Trump definitely denounced the white supremacy in Charlottesville, they cut his clip and yep. they made it sound like what it shouldn't have sounded like. And they held him to that and crucified him for that. And so if Joe Biden says, that he's put together the largest voter fraud organization in the history of America, I don't see why he shouldn't be held accountable for exactly what he said, since that clip isn't edited at all. That's exactly what he well, said. Well, idiot. He, he doesn't have... Well, hang on, sir. Hang on. I, here's, the, here's the deal, because you're talking about a standard that I didn't hold Donald Trump to, because I listened to the totality of what he was saying. And, and then I tried to also run it through my brain as to what he actually meant by it, and it became very clear that what Donald Trump did, and he specifically talked about the bad people first, then he talked about people who had simply shown up over there because they thought it was your run-of-the-mill statue debate like we had been seeing playing out. And since I didn't hold Trump to that standard that the media was trying to do of twisting his words, with Joe Biden, while he does say that in one sentence, He's also talking about both voter engagement and voter fraud as part of his spiel. And I think dude just conflated it because at the end of the day, even if he believes that, which maybe he does, considering some of the shenanigans we've seen, um, I promise you they don't call it the voter fraud department uh, there at Election HQ. So that's all. I just try to be consistent in my own thoughts, sir. I'm just really defensive about the whole thing, Casey. You know, I know. Uh, uh, die, die hard, die hard Trump supporter, conservative, and uh, just feeling real defensive, man. I just felt like I had to call. I'm not trying to dog you. No, 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 no. And I like look. I said, uh, I, let I me say, missed. yeah. Let me say this, Phil. And I'm sorry, just because it's a li- sometimes it's a little hard to hear you. But let me say this. I I totally appreciate where you at are at on this. The thing that I'm noticing, and what I was talking about the other day, is. Even though you and I can have different, different, uh, slightly different, I would argue, they're only slightly different opinions on the Joe Biden thing, at the end of the day, I don't think now uh, you're dead to me. And you don't think I'm dead to you. And what unfortunately I'm seeing is I'm seeing people that are of a conservative mindset that are having one minute difference on something, whether it's an opinion of Sidney Powell or Rudy Giuliani or the rest, decide that they need to throw those people out. And you just can't do that. You gotta stay together, and you you gotta understand that there are shared ideas out there. But Phil, I appreciate you listening, man, and uh, be safe out there. We'll talk soon, okay? Okay, and listen, uh, if I can say one more I, thing, I, I, I sorry, I, Phil, to... I only got five seconds, man. I'm sorry about that, but I appreciate okay. you being out. The show after the show is on the iHeartRadio app. Search KCO Day for the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just to quickly add on to the whole Ken Jennings thing with uh, Jeopardy, they say they're going to be bringing in other hosts in the interim until they finally figure out who's going to be the permanent host. This I'm down with, but I want <clears throat> I want Snooky or Flava Flav. Is Flava Flav still around? Really heard much from him since um, his VH1 show. I want people in that are uh, uh, completely and utterly overmatched by some of the words that will need to be said as part of the answers, and also really hard to understand anyway. 
fact, uh, Johnny Rotten wants his flea bite heels. He can do it. I don't want it for a long time. I just want a one-off here or there, and I feel like I would tune into that. Anybody you'd like to see do that? Ozzy. There you go. It's exactly what I'm talking about. What a fine example. Get Ozzy in there. Everyone's just giving him a weird look. Nobody's pounding their little uh, their little uh, plunger. And he'd just shuffle off about halfway through. Yeah, he'd be fine. Whatever. Really make it look like an SNL skit. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Casey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. What's up? So I just wanted to comment on what you were talking about last segment about you receiving the mail from people who were who were angry with you, the hate mail for criticizing the Trump's law team. Um, I've called in previously, and as you know, I'd lean more left. I, uh, I was critical of the law team, obviously, but I think the bigger thing that we need to look at is we need to be more critical on both sides. The left is just as much cancel culture as what you're receiving right now if somebody doesn't agree with them. But the problem is we don't cancel it out. We need to be critical of them because that's why we're in the place we are now. Yeah, because people haven't been critical, and they just keep on piling on, piling on. Well, look, I'm very so, minor. I, nobody's doxing me, sir. Uh, in the worst case scenario, somebody will uh, will sign me up for the PETA e newsletter again. Um, but which I don't know why people do. They think it's funny. Um, but you know, ultimately, when you get into the hardcore doxing and 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 some of the stuff that we've seen, yeah, it's. It's the worst side of us, and I don't. I don't care who's doing it. Um, I do a lot of stories, obviously, where it's coming from people who think it's a culture war thing. And um, yeah, you're right. It 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 almost doesn't matter. The willingness to eat our own to feel like we're doing a good thing is is a bit of a cancer upon society. So my question is, do you think there are people though that do need canceled? And do you think that they're... Well, I, I absolutely do. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I've been very critical of, of Trump, but on the same ticket, I think we need to get rid of Nancy Pelosi just as fast, and that's me coming as a Democrat. I think she's done just as much, if not more, harm, because she's supposed to be the voice of reason for the Democrats for the last four years, and she hasn't been. So hopefully with having Biden, having someone over her at this point, maybe that will alleviate some of that. But yes, I agree. I think we do need to get rid of some of our leadership and be critical of that leadership when they're not doing their job. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, here, here we are post-election. I think it's always interesting when we have these conversations pre and post, but I appreciate you calling in. So, all right, man. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I'm not a California voter, so I really don't get to have a say in that. But I think... We need to acknowledge when people in our own party aren't doing their their duty and focus on who is and how we can get those people more prominence. Well, I you know, and I I don't know what that looks like. Nobody challenged Pelosi because the yeah, last time the last time they did, uh, one of them was a Democrat from here in North Carolina, and he's not in Congress anymore. So yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it's unfortunate. That, that's what happened that, to that guy. So yeah. all right, man. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. You. Have yourself a good Thanksgiving as well. Um, yeah, they took him out. Well, let me see what this is real quick. Uh, yeah, Scooter, what's up? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about, you know, the whole thing, you know, you're talking about Como and how he, but he, he, you know, he said, uh, kids are safer in school. The only reason that they're all going to get, wanting the kids in school right now is the federal funding. It don't matter that I'm getting two calls a week saying there's another COVID case 
in the school district or, or at the school that my kids are supposed to go to. Mine are staying at home. But, I mean, that, you know, that it's just like when they, when they said, when Como said, oh, send the old, peop- old people over to, send them over to uh, the old folks' homes. Yeah, but yep. from a, from, but you have to admit, from a research standpoint, there is a definitively different. Um, it's but one. It's one still, thing to send a ninety-year-old with COVID back to a bunch of other ninety-year-olds. It's another thing entirely. You're gonna, you're gonna, well, hold on, but it's another thing entirely, yeah. and I don't know of anyone from a science standpoint who disagrees to talk about sending uh, fifth graders into a school where somebody may have had pop positive, and in many cases, it's a teacher who didn't even get it at the school. Well, I know, but they're still. I mean, they they might not they might not be affected, but still, little, little Susie's going to take it, get it from little Johnny, and little Johnny's going to take it back, you know, spread it, and he's going to because he got it from his dad who who's going out to work, and then they came back, and you know, little Susie gives it to her mom, and then gives it to the grandmother and all that, you know. I mean, they, they well, keep little it. Susie away from the grandmother. Look, I I'm partially with you, Scooter. You I just know. I think people when it comes to the when it comes to the kids, these are a lot of the specious arguments that are out there as though Susie guaranteed is going to get it. Susie guaranteed is going to be able to transfer it, which is something that, uh, from a research perspective, they've shown is is a, 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 to a much lesser extent that little kids can transfer it. And there's also the part where little Susie doesn't necessarily need to sit on Nana's lap on Friday after school. True. So, but see, and, and we're still listening to the same people that, that at the beginning said masks weren't, weren't important. Now there's flip-flopping because uh they didn't they didn't have enough at the time and now they're only wanting kids in school because they want the federal money you know yeah no he's not he's not here today yeah look there's a ton of hypocrisy with schools i i I don't disagree with you scooter and thanks for the call um ross texted me um yesterday which is weird because usually when he's out on vacation um you sometimes have to send over uh police to make sure everyone's okay um he texted me and told, informed me that Lincoln's having two, uh, what do they call these days where the teacher doesn't do anything? Asynchronous days. A- what a stupid, stupid. Both Monday and Tuesday are both asynchronous days. Yeah. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday. The only two days of the week are asynchronous days. And apparently, I don't want to spill any beans here, but apparently Lincoln was very, very, very very uh, uh, quickly able to complete all of his assignments on Monday. So, what what are you even doing? What you, so you're having two days where there's no instruction from from uh, educators, so they have the whole week off, and you as a parent are expected to teach your own child for two days, and we think that this is a system that's working. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sure. Why not? Absolutely. All right. 888-934-7874. We'll get to more of your calls coming up. And the first thing we will do is the Burt's Bees story. They've already come out and they've already apologized and they already have nothing to apologize for. Yet here we find ourselves. Uh, first, though, Ken Boone from the Weather Channel standing by and... Uh, 
All right. Uh, a much chillier morning this morning. Let's look ahead to what we have today and into the Thanksgiving holiday, sir. It certainly is. We're starting out in a little bit 30s here this morning. Temperatures are going to work their way up into the upper 50s today. So we'll be a few degrees cooler this afternoon than we were yesterday. We should have lots of sunshine today, but we do have a few changes to talk about. Some rain headed our way. Clouds will increase tonight, mid-30s. Cloudy tomorrow, mid-60s. Rain showers in here for tomorrow night. Temperatures drop down into the upper 50s. And on Thanksgiving Day, I think we'll see a few early showers on Thursday. Then clouds should decrease the rest of the day. It will be quite a bit warmer, though. Low 70s Thursday afternoon. Partly cloudy, upper 60s Friday. All right, man. Thank you. We'll talk in an hour. All righty. Yep. Ken Boone there from the Weather Channel. Uh, As promised, the Burt's Bees, uh, why they've apologized and um, uh, why they shouldn't have. Coming up next. Hang on. I'm Raymond Denon, Vice President of Optima Tax Relief. You don't want to mess with the IRS. They have the power to garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, and even take your home or business. That's all true. But thankfully, they're offering a way out, the Fresh Start Initiative. If you qualify, it could save you thousands. We're the experts at Optima Tax Relief. We will fight to get you the best possible tax settlement. Call 800-960-1575. 800-960-1575. Optima Tax Relief. Celebrating 10 years and still going strong. Thank you. KC is on 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. Personal Care Company, that's what they call themselves? Whatever, Burt's Bees. You know them as the chapstickish people. They're apologizing over an allegedly offensive ad featuring a black family wearing pajamas. So uh, basically they had a series of families that they photographed, four families. And in each shot, the families are all wearing matching PJs. Look like uh, Some of them look like the Where's Waldo PJs. They're, they're, they're kind of the corporate brand ones. So anyway, um, you know, and you got families with kids and one family's got a dog. And uh, anyway, so... They put these pictures out, and one of the pictures is of a, um, let's see, you got two white families, you got a, a mixed-race family, it looks like a white dad and a, maybe Filipino wife, and then you have a black family. And the black family, rather than husband, wife, and two or three kids, it's a mom and two kids. And even though the pictures won't run next to each other, some Twitter users uh, cobbled them all together and uh, started a thread that blew up on the internet wondering why, and let me just read the quote here, why the ad was enforcing harmful stereotypes, essentially implying that there is, um, this is a, uh, this is a black family where the father is not there. Now, we can get into numbers if you really want to, and people are already having that argument, but I think it's a really dumb argument when you understand the specifics of what's going on here. These are not models. These were literally families that uh, were part of contesting that Burt's Bees did. And I don't know if they get a lifetime supply of chapstick or how the hell that works, or just get to be in, in, in a print ad here. But in each case, the families were the four winning families. And the families were to be used in the photo shoots and were originally scheduled for this to happen past summer. This is something that's been going on. Well, obviously, COVID screwed everything up. 
So by the time they were able to get them rescheduled for the photo, the problem they ran into is the family with the the black family, the father, due to a traveling work schedule, was not able to accommodate. But the wife and kids really wanted to do it. So rather than canceling the whole thing, the mom and the daughters went and did the photo shoot. Dad was just unable to accommodate the uh, schedule because guys got to work. All right. That's it. That's the backstory. It's literally the dumbest thing, and Burt's Bees had to come out and apologize, and they're going to go ahead and make it right. Uh, we apologize in response to an image of a family shown on our website. We're deeply sorry for the hurt this image has caused. Blah, 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 harmful stereotypes. This this is where we continue to be, and it's going to be very interesting transitioning um you know, transitioning into a situation where, you know, companies like Burt's Bees, uh, companies like Ben and Jerry's, and many of these others that were big time, they were they were always virtue signaling from a corporate standpoint. And companies thought if you virtue signaled enough, that would keep you safe. And now we're to a point where there's been so many victims pooled through the grinder of social justice conformity that, uh, unfortunately, this is the low-hanging fruit now. These people who have always been woke, who have always been down, who have always donated, and thought they were immune from it, and then what do they do? They get ground up and spit through like everybody else, and they have to apologize. So what would you... I just want to point out that the scenario you're then asking for is this family, because they can't accommodate the photo schedule is told that they can't be in it anymore. So would you have preferred that the only winning family that is a uh, 100% family of color is told, so sad, too bad, I know you and the kids were all very excited about being in this photo thing and getting free beeswax, uh, we're going to have to cancel you. And so you don't win anymore, which likely they could have done based on terms of service. A lot of times if it's contesting, and there's going to be a specific set of circumstances that you're going to have to uh, meet, whether it's signing non-disclosures or any of the documents they want. And if you don't, uh, from a contesting standpoint, there's rules in there that say if you don't meet the requirements, you don't sign the documents, you don't know what you need to do, then they reserve the right to select another winner. We do large-scale contesting around here. And if the contest requires certain parameters and people don't meet it, we pick another winner. But they didn't do that. They said, hey, you guys want to come down? The girls are excited to uh, uh, pose for the They look very excited, by the way. Pose for the uh, photos. We're going to go ahead and do this thing. Everything is stupid. That's what you just need to remember going into this fine family holiday. Yes, Jamal, what's up? Hey, Casey, I just want to comment about one of these and people trying to... Uh um, I guess cancel you. Number one, KC, when people talking about canceling conservatives, they ought to really think about stuff like that because I I ran into a situation like that because some people felt Dan Crenshaw, this happened online in one of my, one of my online programs, one of the guys up there feel that Dan Crenshaw isn't supporting Donald Trump enough, so he need to be canceled. I'm like, have you even read Dan Crenshaw's stuff? So why are you even upset and you haven't even read everything Dan Crenshaw say? Now, Rush Limbaugh yesterday, he actually said, hey, this didn't come about. You know, where, where are the goods? You're hyping us up. Just like, one, the, the Durham report, William Barr, okay? 
Casey, I've been listening to this show for the longest time, and you know that I've been listening to this show since 2012. That's when I've been listening to the KCO show, when it was Casey and Carmen. That's how long I've been here. Where were Democrats like that guy that called in talking about whole Nancy Pelosi responsible? Where were they when Donald Trump was president? But for people to be trying to counsel you, Casey, Saying where are you at? No, 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 no. I want to, it, Jamal. I want to be very clear. There's not some large scale cancel Casey thing. I just, I find it interesting. Okay. I just find it interesting that the emails I receive are there. There, there's a few of them. There's only a few, but they're so vicious, and I just feel like that's this is a really bad place for people's heads to be at because I'm watching it. Whether it's people fighting over Tucker Carlson. People fighting. There were people yesterday who were on Twitter talking about how Dominion obviously paid Rudy Giuliani and uh, Jenna Ellis off. That's the dumbest thing you know I've what, ever some, heard. You know what? Sometimes I do wonder, and, and liberals have done this. Liberals come amongst us, get you know, and say little things, and we like them, and they say things amongst us that's so discord. Now, when it comes to Tucker Carlson and Fox News, I'm kind of you know. Some, some things about that I'm questioning the own. Yeah, you know, that's cool. That's cool. Question away, but, man. But, but to just totally say, you know what? I like I said, I, I watch Newsmax, um, Owen, and I have because of Fox News with some of the things Fox News has done, especially when I found out Paul Ryan was trying to get them away from President Trump two years ago. I'm like, y'all didn't notice this two years ago? But but for people to be coming out to you when I heard you was talking about that, I'm like, are you, are, are, are people serious? Are people serious? When we, when, when we have to as conservatives and Republicans, I say if Joe Biden gets in, if, that, you know, recognize the President Trump legal about him. Jamal, if he does. Jamal, I got to roll, unfortunately. I have just a few seconds okay. left. But you know what? I appreciate you calling in this morning. We'll be back. Apparently CNN has moved in for the kill shot. Dredging up two-year-old audio of the President of the United States so they can talk about what a hypocrite this man is. Are you ready for this? I'm going to let you hear it, and then we'll we'll talk about what exactly it is, and then we'll listen to it again. All right. Uh, take it away, Mr. President. The winner of this vote was decided by a fair and open election conducted on the White House website. This was a fair election. Unfortunately, Carrots refused to concede and demanded a recount, and we're still fighting with Carrots. And I will tell you, we've come to a conclusion. Carrots, I'm sorry to tell you, the result did not change. It's too bad for carrots. All right. Do you know what you were just listening to? 
In your head, you know. You're like, there's that's no, not carrot. Oh no, it's it's now it's not carrot top. It's carrots the turkey. You know how they do this thing where they get two turkeys every year? Uh, this year, by the way, the turkeys are corn and cob. Yes, Donald Trump making a joke about Thanksgiving turkey pardons is the gotcha silver bullet, according to CNN. Let's just one more time, since um, obviously this is such a, a, a damning piece of audio. The winner of this vote was decided by a fair and open election conducted on the White House website. This was a fair election. Unfortunately, Carrots refused to concede and demanded a recount, and we're still fighting with Carrots. And I will tell you, we've come to a conclusion. Carrots, I'm sorry to tell you, the result did not change. Uh, I have a question. So when you guys were counting up all the votes for the uh, the peas v. carrots race, which I believe was the other turkey's name, um, did like voting, uh, when the voting got done and you guys were figuring out the results, was there about like an eight-hour pause and all of a sudden peas got 200,000 uh, uh, votes rolling in? Or Do we know if all the numbers matched or do we know if maybe the president was just making a dumb joke about turkey uh, pardoning? By the way, Here's how you solve this. If CNN wants to go down this road, this year, corn and cob, whoever wins, doesn't matter. Eat them both. And then he should pardon somebody that the media hates. I'm thinking, uh, what? Maybe Roger? Something that'll really set him into a tizzy. Eat and then do it, and then eat corn and cob while you're doing it. You know why? Because sometimes life's not fair. Now, when is that? Is that announcement today, by the way? Uh, the uh, broad-breasted white turkeys. Oh, that sounds like a Me Too violation. From Iowa, were introduced at the Willard Intercontinental Hotel, where they'll be staying ahead of Tuesday's pardoning ceremony. By the way, they always put them up at the Willard, and I've stayed at the Willard a couple times, and I'm always nervous that I'm going to be in the turkey room. Because they just put them up in a regular room. I'm assuming they probably clean it okay. It's kind of a nicer hotel. But you never know. Yes, uh, the pardoning ceremony takes place today in the White House Rose Garden. Sure, why not? Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Reach them both. Right there in the Rose Garden. Absolutely. And then cook them and eat them. Don't let it go to waste. But yes, that's CNN thought that was the big gotcha this morning to drag out uh, 2018 audio over uh, peas v. carrots. Um, all right, let's grab this. Uh, hey, Rick, what's up? Hey, Casey. Good morning. Um, I was just curious to get your take on uh, what you thought uh, or how you thought history would judge uh, the president with regards to the vaccine. What, what do you mean? 
how will they judge? Fairly. I mean, do you think, I mean, I've been a believer for some time that somehow Biden's going to try and take credit for the vaccine and the fact that it was, you know, developed and rolled out so quickly. And I'm just curious. Well, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Joe Biden doesn't have to try to take credit. So, you know, one of the th- one of the things that I that is always interesting and, and is generally true is when a president leaves office, save I guess Richard Nixon, um, their popularity goes up, right? And after look, you just have to look at George Bush right now. Remember how seething the seething hatred they had for George Bush towards the end of his second term, really the entirety right. of his second term, and yet to basically get under Trump's skin, there were all these fawning photos of George Bush and and, um, the Obamas, so basically the Bushes and the Obamas. Uh, People talking about, oh, I wish we had George Bush, you know, all of this stuff. Well, inevitably, uh, time heals uh, political wounds. The difference is, I think that enough, there's enough people in positions of influence that they'll be, they'll go to their grave to make sure that there is nothing positive that affixes to Donald Trump. And the way you do it is things like this. You talk about, let's say that they go and they administer these, and the administration of uh, vaccines will generally have to, I think they have May as the far end of it. So you have this six-month period. And, and if, if Joe Biden is sworn in, and for the majority of it, he's the president, the way that it will historically read is, under the Biden administration, 200,000 vaccines were administered to the American people. And that's how it'll read from a historical perspective, which serves the purpose of eliminating the whole development phase and the timetable there for most people who are just kind of, you know, they just read the the, the cliff notes on stuff like this. So does yeah, that that's my big fear. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I don't think it's an unfounded fear, sir. I think that's probably how that'll play out. Very soon. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too. On that happy note. <laughs> what? It's the reality of it. Let's see here. How are you mad at me for suggesting they eat both turkeys? You know how many turkeys are going to get eaten? What makes these two special? Why is your show constantly about hurting animals? What is? What are you talking about? Do we have a murder animal segment on this show? I know we talk about hunting sometimes, and we talk about consuming animals, which I'm cool with. And Ross talks about how his cat pees everywhere. That's really that's the extent of the animal discussion on this show, isn't it? Well, don't you don't forget you also have those times that Ross talks about taking snakes and tying them together. Yeah, but I don't know. You would think snakes would be down with being weaponized, just because they're such jerks. So. Oh, how dare he suggest more than one turkey get eaten this Thanksgiving. Dude, I got some numbers. I hope you're sitting down, man. Uh, Let's see here. I swear. Yeah, Dave, what's up? Hey, Casey. Uh, I just wanted to talk about this morning for the first time. I heard the the ever-changing COVID report of... Now they're reporting the number of respiratory illness hospitalizations. Well, they're talking. The, are you referring to the the changes they made a, a little over a week ago? Because we we talked about them here on the show. Basically, no, what they're what they're doing is they're including observational cases. The first time I heard this morning was they numbered 
860,000 nationwide with respiratory illnesses. This is all well. In what in what context? In what context, though, sir? Uh, they didn't really say. It was at the 6:30 news cycle, and, but that's the first time I've actually heard them report it in that way. Uh, along instead of the number of hospitalizations or COVID deaths, or so now they're, it seems they're they're changing the story yet again to the number of respiratory hospitalizations. Well, it, it, here's the thing. This is why I, I appreciate when people call into the show. But when you call into the show, I need to I need to be able to check whatever the context was because here's where that's a legitimate context. If one of the things they're talking about now, granted, it's hype that they're talking about it anyway. But if the point that they were trying to make, and they're not identifying those as purely COVID by proximity, but what they're talking about rather is respiratory units within a hospital setting, and they're pushing that whole narrative that we have this many respiratory illnesses, so anything else that could require use of a respirator or intubation uh, will be, you know, will be hard. That's kind of a standard run-of-the-mill story. You're right; the wording's a little different, but it just sounds like a new and different way to you know, uh, put into context the number of existing patients, regardless of the affliction. So Yeah, but they didn't go into any of that. Well, I know. That, I know they didn't. the first time I heard them say it in that way, and I understand what you're saying and agree, but they're not saying it that way. Okay, now, well, I, I, I didn't hear it, the so... The narrative is going to change to... I think it was at the 6.30... Um, News news blurb. Just oh, I believe right? you, sir. I just I didn't hear it, so I don't know. Uh, again, I don't know. That's why I was asking. So yeah, okay, I, I man. I just think that they're going to start changing it now. Yeah, well, that would that wouldn't be the first time, obviously. The, so the ever changing paranoia. Yeah, well, you got to keep people uh, fearing for their lives, or it just doesn't work. Yeah, Mark, what's up? Hey, I, I was listening to your bit on the turkey pardons. It's always entertaining around Christmas or Thanksgiving, and I something popped in my head with all the election stuff. What what where what's the status of General Flynn and his case, and what happens if this just goes on hold until Biden becomes president if he hasn't been uh, acquitted or let the charges dropped or something? I don't. I'm probably stumbling for my terms here. Have you heard anything? And um, I don't. What do you mean hear anything? I mean, obviously you have has has. has well, Michael Flynn was still up. There was, his court case was still ongoing, and the charges weren't formally dropped against him. And well, I'm here's the thing. They kind of were, and then that judge, who's a giant moonbat, protested it. And so they're trying to right. find a different way to stick a dagger in him. The problem that President Trump has is, and, until he's convicted of anything, I don't know that he can... Uh, I, I don't know exactly how he can fully protect Flynn. There's stuff that he can do a la what you saw exactly. with statements like what Ford made with um, uh, during his time. But, I, you know, I don't know how you get around the, uh, the menagerie of different entities, outlets, and, and prosecutors that are all trying to just uh, destroy anyone who was associated with Trump. So I don't know, but I would also yeah. expect that that's something that Trump will be dealing with. Um, um, you know, you're going to deal with that stuff around January 20th, if, if need be. That's pretty standard. Right. So. Yeah, so he hasn't he hasn't been fully acquitted, so they could just play a waiting game until Biden becomes president, and then every, all the rules change. Yeah, I, frankly, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know all of the ins and outs of it, but okay. that's, you know, that's the gamesmanship that we've seen here, where 
Like, um, if, yeah. if Trump, and thank you for the call, if they want to go after Trump, but uh, they would then go after through the Southern District of New York, or they may go through on a state court to uh, limit the flexibility there. Not because it's the appropriate charging entity, but because they're going to get them. They're going to get them no matter what, because they're absolutely 100% uh, uh, TDS. So... Uh, you know, the, the, one of the questions that people are asking is why there's not a special counsel on uh, Joe Biden and uh, and Hunter Biden, for that matter, for influence peddling. And, you know, and that's because uh, at the end of the day, the Republicans are, uh, they just don't play the same level. They don't play the same level. Uh, one would argue that they should. And, you know, that's something that they can uh, uh, attempt to uh, move forward with from a senatorial standpoint, but they don't control the House. So there's a lot of political capital that they would have to expend to make something like that happen. I feel like we're doing Q&A today. By the way, they busted Tony Meatballs in your uh, in your mobster news. Yeah. I want a mob name. Prosecutors in Philadelphia say a wise guy who goes by the uh, moniker Tony Meatballs is among more than a dirty dozen South Philly mobsters charged in a sweeping federal indictment uh, unveiled yesterday. The suspects accused of everything from illegal sports betting to heroin peddling offers uh, and offering loans at 400% interest, not to mention kidnap and possibly even murder. Uh, made for quite a bit of charges. Anthony Tony Meatballs Gifoli, uh, named in the superseding grand jury indictment, along with several other members of La Casa Nostra, underboss Steve Mazzone. Um, who do we got? We got Mr. Hopkins. I'm looking at all their names. Uh, Louis Sheep. Joey Electric. Do you ever think about what your mob name would be? I think everyone starts thinking about it during that walkthrough scene of the, the Tiki Cabana there in Goodfellas. What's the one guy who says everything twice? Tony two times or whatever? At that point, you're like, man, what's my name going to be? So, I don't know. But Tony Meatballs is a pretty good one because, you know, big fan of meatballs. All right, 822. Hang on back in just a moment. A new decade on the calendar and celebrating 10 years on the air. This is 1061 FM Talk in the Triangle and News Talk 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. All right, 827. This could get interesting, by the way, out in California. I hope you're watching this. Uh, The Senate seat being vacated by uh, Kamala Harris. Should the... um, should she become the next vice president? Uh, basically, it's the governor's gig to fill it. Gavin Newsom's got some ideas, but Willie Brown has stepped forward and says that he wants to say and who gets to fill Kamala's seat. <laughs> so. What? Willie Brown, the former mayor of San Francisco, obviously a power broker, political power broker, says when it comes to filling Kamala Harris's seat, he obviously knows best and he as uh, he has a short list he wants uh, he wants a uh, another woman of color to fill that seat and I don't know if that's the direction that the uh, governor was going to go when it came to filling Harris's seat by uh, Willie Brown so anyway just that you know news you can use all right real quick Jay what's up 
Uh, yeah, talking about a hospital and then the crowding and stuff, hospital administrators want to keep their census at 93 to 95% because they want to make money. Right. And so there's always a strain on the healthcare system. And anytime we go into flu season, it always hits us. But there's, there's safeties built in there with them being able to cancel surgeries and stuff like they did prior uh, at the start of this. And when they did it at the start and we didn't have those patients, they actually hurt themselves to the point we had a major medical facility sending people home for weeks at a time without pay because they couldn't afford to pay them. Well, you're not allowed to talk about that, sir. There was also a, a lot of layoffs in different places. So you're absolutely 100% exactly. right, which is why it makes such a great, flexible narrative for people to report upon. So, all right, hang on. Another half hour to go. We'll be right back. Ten years of news twice an hour and smart talk all day. 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. Uh, 836 here on the KCO Day radio program. Let's do a little uh, roundtable. We actually opened the show with this. What uh, you can expect in different states, I guess, should you be traveling. We'll start here in North Carolina, where our governor yesterday was very, very upset. This Thanksgiving week, our state and the country are reporting record high case numbers and hospitalizations. I have a stark warning for North Carolinians today. We are in danger. This is a pivotal moment in our fight against the coronavirus. Our actions now will determine the fate of many. So what does that mean for us in North Carolina? Well, a lot more of what we uh, have been doing. Mass, distance, small gatherings, all of these are critical during the holidays and cold months ahead. The order extends these protections through December the 11th. All right, so um, nothing new as far as, well, I shouldn't say nothing new. Basically, it's an expansion, an expansion of the mask portion of it with the threat that more could be coming. And as a longer part of his 2 o'clock press conference yesterday, a breakdown and a scolding of various entities. And I've seen this really as part of his larger plan, which was announced about a month ago. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details where he really, really, really is trying to get local leaders to be his people that, that do this, so he doesn't have to do it. So uh, goading mayors, county commissioners, whatever it may be, to also uh, provide edicts, which are sketchy at best as far as uh, le- you know being legally enforceable. But remember, we did have counties very early on that were doing their own thing. And I, I remember that there were counties that actually got ahead of the state with uh, with some of the orders and then eventually let it kind of blend back into what the state was doing. And now he's looking for more of that. So um, we get into the mask order 
which is an expansion of the already existing mask order. Today's order builds on our action to limit gatherings to 10 people indoors, our indoor bar closures, our occupancy restrictions for retail stores, restaurants, and other public businesses, along with our mask mandate. I'll tell you right now, too, by the way, now that we've gotten into this weather, the fact is, is if you're a bar owner, I'd like to point out that uh, whether I agree or disagree with you politically, and I know a lot of you out there that I've talked to over the years, I am so sorry for you. Because the the only let-up for bar owners who were not being treated the same as uh, it was 85% of other liquor license holders in the state of North Carolina is you could essentially seat up to uh, a, a completely... Um, a, a number that uh, simply wouldn't cover costs uh, in an outdoor environment, and now you've lost the ability of having people to want to sit outdoors. You'll have occasional days of it, but let's just be honest. It's too damn cold, especially in, a, in an evening setting. So I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen with you cats, but... Um, what this, what this, the big change there, which what you're seeing is one, the governor is wanting businesses to essentially dedicate a person to being the mask police there at the entryway to the business. But in, you know, in reality, when you're having spread of COVID, you're having spread because people are getting together and they're not getting together necessarily at, uh, at the Lowe's or at the Harris Teeter. They're getting together at homes. So what the governor is telling people to do, and this is where it becomes impactful for Thanksgiving, is that under his mask order, if you're even in your house and you have people over who don't live in your house, you're supposed to all wear masks inside. How many of you are doing that at Thanksgiving this year when you have the family over? That's what I thought. So... it. I don't know that there's going to be a lot more there, and this is why it becomes imperative for people to ask the governor what his enforcement mechanism is for that. State of Oregon, uh, the governor there, she made no bones about it. Kate Brown said that if you're if you witness a neighbor with a bunch of people over, call the police. It's just like a noise ordinance violation. So this one goes into effect what what tomorrow I think. Tomorrow, yeah. So who's going to be the first person to get uh, get charged then in connection with this? Well, that's the thing. Nobody asked. This is this is the absolute 100% failure of our media. Because remember, the governor and, and Mandy Cohen have implemented a system using a dem- literally a Democratic uh, vendor who sets up these systems so they can control different lines of thought so no candidate is actually pressed uh, uh, for political reasons, but they've now found is a great system for fielding questions and press conferences for elected officials. They have created a system where only a handful of media outlets get a question. And those handful of media outlets, rather than attempting to ask questions that, uh, you know, now some are, look, some are good questions, but nobody's asked about cycle rates. Nobody's asked about any of the science behind this. Nobody asks about this stuff. And it drives everyone else bonkers because there are a lot of reporters who would want to ask about these things. How did you arrive at that at this conclusion specifically is a question that nobody asked this governor. But those very same media outlets also, they know exactly what's going on. They know that a good portion of their colleagues, even colleagues who they, they feel are, are not their type of journalist, have been shut out. 
I've never, ever, ever, and I've covered, uh, you know, obviously uh, political as a talk host and even uh, doing some in news capacity when I was first starting out. I've never been in a scenario where other journalists or other people who have interest in this stuff, like uh, commentators such as myself, simply had zero access to top-level elected officials for going on a year. That's that's a staggering, staggering thing right there. We're a media outlet that obviously covers a good chunk of this state. We're a media outlet that touches way more people than many of the media outlets who will be provided access to these officials. And those reporters that do have access, they know it, and they have an obligation and a responsibility to ask elected officials like the governor how he could create a system where only a handful are in the winner's club. The problem is none of them want to kick, they don't want kicked out of the winner's club because they actually can ask a question and feel important. It's an abomination. Up in, uh, up in Richmond, Virginia, this story just out, officials with Rand Corporation who have been advising uh, both Governor Ralph Northam and um, uh, health officials there say that they're recommending a two-week shutdown after Thanksgiving if in-person celebrations cause any sort of surge. So they're willing to go in on a two-week shutdown up in Virginia. And Ralph Northam uses the same system, the same setup, to limit who gets to ask questions. A handful of TV stations from the D.C. area, a couple from Richmond, maybe the newspaper of record there, and that's it, man. That's it. When the question they should be asking Northam is, all right, so they because they've done shutdowns twice. So ask him if the shutdown if a shutdown didn't work the first time, why are you doing it again? If it didn't work the second time, why are you doing it again? And if it did work, why are you doing it again? Sadly, those questions will not be put to him. All right, 888-934-7874. And in Pennsylvania, they have banned the sale of alcohol at bars and restaurants ahead of Thanksgiving. And we checked. They have a state-run, they have an ABC-style setup like we do here. So in a very limited capacity, the only way you're going to be able to get alcohol is from the state. With your in-laws over, maybe. So expect the murder rate to spike exponentially. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sure, I'm sure everyone will get along great at the Thanksgiving. All right, Ken Boone from the uh, Weather Channel standing by. Sorry you have to follow uh, murder, sir, but I don't know. Can you imagine Thanksgiving with no access for anybody to alcohol? Uh, no. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. So we'll keep an eye to Pennsylvania and see if that burns down. Uh, what's going on around here, sir? Uh, well, we are a little chillier here as we start off the morning, and temperatures are going to be a few degrees cooler as we head into this afternoon, and then we're watching some rain that's headed our way as we look towards our Thanksgiving day. Mix of clouds and sunshine today, upper 50s this afternoon, mid-30s tonight, lots of clouds tomorrow, milder mid-60s, showers in here Wednesday night, they'll taper off Thursday morning, but I think by lunchtime, clouds will begin to break up, and we'll look at some sunshine for the afternoon hours on Thanksgiving day. It'll be warmer Thursday, low 70s. Partly cloudy, upper 60s on Friday. All right, man. Thank you very much. Have a good Thanksgiving. I'm off tomorrow, so uh, you are, I guess, as far as we go, and uh, we'll talk soon, okay? All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Ken Boone there from the Weather Channel. We'll come back. Joan Doniger from Bloomberg News joins us, and we'll round it out with uh, your phone calls. Hang on. 
106.1 FM Talk and 94.5 WPTI, two stations driving the best in talk. This is Casey O'Day and Carolina's Morning News. 8.51 now in your Bloomberg update being brought to you by Containers for Less. That's containers, the number four, less.com. Joan Doniger here for what is our Friday. So, Good morning. <laughs> for some of us, anyway. Yeah, hey, how some are you doing? Us. Some of us, anyway. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, can you hear me, Joan? Yes, I oh, can hear you. Oh, okay, wonderful. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, I got you now. Yeah, I was just uh-huh. I was sorry right. I was bragging that this is the last day of the week, so. Um, must so, be nice. Must well, be nice. well, that doesn't mean that, you know, it's the end of the business week, so what's going to be going on today? Well, legal experts have been saying that cruise passengers would have a very tough time trying to sue and win cases charging that they got sick after being exposed to COVID while on board a cruise, but maybe not. Carnival's Princess Cruise Lines couldn't convince a federal judge to drop negligence claims by 17 passengers who say they suffered COVID symptoms after a cruise back in February. And don't forget, that's just symptoms. You know, there weren't really tests then, so they never actually tested positive, but that suit is going ahead. Cruise lines have canceled sailings, of course, into next year, but this week could turn out to be a bigger travel week than health authorities want to see. And when it comes to travel in general, we are more worried about catching COVID on planes than anywhere else, at least according to a J.D. Power survey that found 37% of those it asked said that was the case. We're less concerned about catching the virus when we can control our own personal space. Places like hotel rooms and rental cars are seen as much safer. Airlines are working on ways to change that fear of flying. One trade group is trying to come up with a mobile app that will help you demonstrate you're virus-free. That so-called COVID passport would display test results together with proof of vaccination when that happens, and it would link to an electronic copy of your passport to prove identity. Airlines have to do something before the pandemic's over. The International Air Transport Association says it sees airline losses reaching $157 billion, billion with a B, dollars. Apple security chief is facing bribery charges. The Wall Street Journal says Thomas Moyer is accused of offering iPads to a California sheriff's office to get four concealed carry licenses. Now, two high-ranking sheriff's office officials are facing charges of asking for the bribe. Prosecutors say they wouldn't issue the permits till the Apple official agreed to donate nearly $70,000 worth of iPads. And now we get deeper into the mystery portion of our report. This one sounds like a spy novel. It's playing out in a lawsuit. It charges Cigna's CEO and board with using black ops-style tactics in a hush-hush campaign to blow up a $48 billion merger with rival health insurer Anthem. A Massachusetts-based pension fund charges Cigna's CEO decided to try to spike the deal when he found out that he wouldn't get the top spot in the new merged company, and the deal did fall apart in 2017. And finally, Casey, a question. How would you feel if after all your hard work, getting up in the middle of the night, your boss just gives you a coupon to buy yourself a Thanksgiving turkey but gives new hires $3,000 signing bonuses? Um, yeah, it wasn't the jelly of the month club, I guess. Yeah, well, that's right, which is, you know, the gift that keeps on giving. It is, but, yeah. yeah. that's right. But that is what's happening at Amazon, and it's not sitting well with uh, Amazon workers who have already lost pandemic raises, and uh, Amazon has started forcing them to justify requests for time off months ago. Okay. Well, you have a uh, wonderful Thanksgiving, okay? Well, thank you. You too. Yep. All right. Joan Doniger there from uh, Bloomberg News. Speaking of the gift that keeps on giving... The man who uttered that famous line? See, the president retweeted him. 
Was that this morning? Yeah, Randy Quaid. And and Trump went back in time to find that. That was a that was a couple days old tweet. Yeah. Okay. Quaid's uh, Quaid's making some interesting videos here as of late. So happen to notice that. All right, let's grab a call here. Ryan, what's up? What's going on, Mister Casey? Not much. Doing, what can I do for you? Yeah, yeah. My whole thing is, you know, we've been in masks close to a year now. Give us take some. How well are the masks working? Here we are with rates going up and up, and we're going on a basically on another lockdown. So, how well are the masks actually working? You know, it, they're saying it's unsafe to travel, but the schools are open. Well, I you know everything's a little different, and I would remind people that when they uh, start, they had a study that came out where they were they were trying to determine the level of mask wearing that was going on on behalf of people who who contracted COVID, and it was a really high percentage that said they wore their mask quote all the time. Now, there's a certain fallibility because people are going to tell you that, but. Um, it was such a high number that it wasn't. It, it just kind of went away. I saw like one news story on it, and then nobody was covering the story. So, I don't know, sir. I, I, I it comes down to uh, you know the way in which people, I guess, interact and and where they have to interact. If you work in a, if you work in close confines with two hundred extra people, that's a lot different than somebody who ran to the store once a week. So. And I totally agree, but I don't see the numbers even coming down till the vaccine's out. And if the vaccine don't come out till Biden's in office, I feel like he's going to stop the vaccine because it was Trump's vaccine. No, I don't think he will. There's too much credit to be taken there. I would only point. I would, and and thank you very much for the call there, sir. I, I guess I would say this. I'm still one of those people who remembers what we were initially told that at the end of the day any restrictions and anything out there was about not overwhelming hospitals and uh, the fact remains that that's something that never happened and you can say that it didn't happen early on because of that you could say it's not happening now but the reality is that now hospitals are maintaining patient rosters as our other caller mentioned that have nothing to do with covid and they're still not overwhelming in the city of Greensboro, there was a statement made that the governor quoted that was made by the mayor that essentially said that due to some expansion efforts, Greensboro was able to not find themselves in a situation where they were running out of hospital beds. But I would remind you that you're also dealing with hospitals that are carrying patients for a variety of other things, which you you know you want to keep it in that happy, profitable zone if you're running a hospital. Even if you're a nonprofit hospital, you... Still how you keep things rolling right along. So there's a lot more complexity, I think, to um, uh, a, lot of these, uh, a lot of these stories and a lot of these statements and a lot of these plans that uh, just tends to be ignored because it's not politically advantageous to who's describing it. Sure wasn't when the governor was describing it yesterday. All right, so here's the question. Kyle, you guys still going to travel? Well, oh, look at I, that! Am I am I going to be shamed one way or the other no, if I if all. I reveal my my plans? No, I'm I'm just curious. Yeah, We've yeah. all been on ba- with bated breath around here, man. Uh, you know, I'll be hitting the road. You are. Look at you, lawbreaker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think it'd be, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people are going to be, and it's the reality of it. I I do have a negative test in hand. Yeah. You just had the whole fam tested, so... I'm being safe. 
As safe as we can be. So I will say this. Be safe, all of you, and we'll regroup on Monday. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.